Welcome to another installment of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler. And in this episode, we're going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. As we sit today with the American comedian, writer, producer, host from Los Angeles, Sam Tripoli, who, uh, which you can say hi. But oh, know. hey, bud. Yeah. <laughs> I was letting you do your thing. I know, dude. I was. I, then I was like, you know. Let you it, be in your groove, dude. Hey, man, you've got, like, you've got, you've got credentials and credits at the wazoo You've i got- do and i just i i do and i don't and it's and but i i'm in a place where i love it every where i'm at and, and it's great and it's it's wonderful i'm a pirate i have a pirate ship and i love being a pirate and you get hey you just gotta get a parrot yeah and then uh, so you got zero fucks you got yeah. Uh, Armageddon. Well, yeah, those are my specials that I self-produced at the Viper Room on the Sunset Strip. That whole, who knows how much longer the Viper Room will be here. I'm surprised it's still here, but that's super cool. But yeah, it is super cool. But the way they're knocking down everything and turning them into bad Chinese condos, you know, yeah. I, it's just I, someone said someone bought it up, and they're gonna. I, it would be a super tragedy. But you get fortune cookies when the Chinese take over. So that's, that is true. That's, that that's, is true. That's the nice thing. You've got a podcast, uh, Tinfoil Hat. You've got uh, a web series, Conspiracies Now. I have two podcasts, Tinfoil Hats, uh, Tinfoil Hat with Sam Tripoli. And then I also have Punch Drunk Sports with Jason Tebow and occasionally Ari Shafir. There you go. Yes, my two favorite things. And um, so I was – so I have to say I was surprised that – um, well, not surprised, but you are the only other person besides Roseanne Barr that went to the main stage first. Uh, yep. Yeah, to uh, Mitzi made a lot of us regulars. We were blessed to be passed by the queen. And out of all the people she's ever passed, the two people she ever uh, gave their first uh, booked regular spot was uh, Roseanne Barr and myself. Well, so that's so I remember when you were auditioning or what do you call it for uh, showcasing for Mitzi, showcasing for Mitzi and I was sitting with her because I used to sit with her a lot yes. and I would try to keep people from talking to her dude it's so <laughs> funny that I was just having this con- I, I was blessed to shoot the uh, the showtime thing that they're doing for Comedy Central I was starting to get butt hurt that they weren't going to ask me because oh, yeah. like I bleed comedy store and uh, and just lo and behold, I was eating with a friend of mine, and the guy the guy who was producing it walked up, and it was just, it just happened, and we were kind of talking about like you know they they want to know how about how you got picked up, and the big thing was getting your your uh, showcase hijacked, right? And people used to do that; they would come in and try and hey Mitzi, and then she'd what, and then yeah, and I remember um, because one of my favorite. Uh, bits that you do is the po- the the stripper the yeah, pole stripper, stripper in a it's always been one and she did not think that was funny and she I'm hated like, me and i'm like Mitzi, that's it. so funny and yeah i thought she was gonna fire me because i kept telling her how funny it was well i appreciate that buddy <laughs> i really didn't she was like no i it was very interesting because like i was telling the story yesterday about how like you know you come to la and there's like so many layers of st- of make uh, that you have to go through in this town to make it you know some people get fast-tracked and that sounds like a blessing. I don't think it is, but because you don't get the ego effed out of you, that I think it's very important for this business. Yeah. Because uh, you know what goes up must come down. If you don't get that ego effed out of you, man, yeah. uh, when you come back down, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna piss a lot of people off. And when you come back down, no one's gonna put their hands out to stop the slide. So I think it's important to get your ego fucked out of you. So. Uh, 
I had this one bit called Stripper in a Wheelchair, and it was, uh, it was it. a bit I came up with uh, based on uh, Halloween and seeing this hot chick in a wheelchair. And right around then, it was this big push about affirmative action in this country, you know, and should it be or shouldn't be. And uh, I remember thinking, like, what if she wanted to be a stripper, you know, and right. like, what if she had to do pole work? She went up there and she was doing, and, I, and it, I still get asked to do this bit. I did it on Comedy Central. I only got asked to do stand up on Comedy Central one time in my life, the, an, an actual full set. I did a bumper once for the military. They had me do, but an actual set on Comedy Central one one time. I got standing out doing that bit, and. Uh, I knew she hated that. I, I did. I got a like. I remember. I would do. I did the showcase. I got this huge wall. It's like a standing O. I remember one time I did it, and Princess Cor- Corey calls me, and she's like, "Oh my god! Uh, well, t- t- you didn't get picked up. Mitzi actually hates uh, stripper in a wheelchair. She <laughs> thinks it's offensive." And, but they made me something new. That's why I knew it's on something. They made me what they called a showcase regular, <laughs> which was I could showcase anytime I wanted to. All I had to do was tell them, hey, blah, 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 won't see me. And Princess Corey would give me a spot. And that's kind of like what happened there. And then later on when I got picked up, I didn't do that bit. I did a bit called uh, a, uh, that Joey Diaz loved, which was Asians on ecstasy and how, how how like Asians love ecstasy because they're so smart. Their visuals are better than ours. So right. it's like they're in like IMAX, Dolby Digital Sound. Why, you know, I flung first grade. I, I My visuals are like 8-bit. So it's like uh, and that and then that and the, the rest is history. The rest is history so she let you in. so part of it was not that she let you in but you were doing um arabian nights yes i was part of the arabian nights because you know. you're armenian yeah but uh that's not why she picked me up she picked me up because she asked me if i was syrian and i did not know what syrian was at that moment so you said yes i said yeah, i'm told i love syrians i love my syrian mother and i love to eat the syrian food and the syrian women oh, they're the best so, yeah so that's that's kind of how it went. You feel bad lying, but it's like you got to get – you know, I remember Don't when – Don't feel bad. Sylvester Sloan got in big trouble for telling young actors to lie on their resumes. And he's, <laughs> I'm like, of course you should lie on your resume. Our politicians lie. Like, dude, you have, you have to – here's the thing about anything in life. you got to be in to get in, so you got to act like you've already been in already to been get in. in. Exactly. Yeah. So that's so Syrian is what got you into the comedy store. Well, what I was going to ask was, uh, did uh, being Armenian, growing up Armenian, is that something like? Did you identify as like I'm Armenian, or I'm just a guy from New York who happens to have Armenian heritage? Well, I grew up uh, very. Uh, I, I grew up identifying Armenian and Italian because my father's Italian, my mother's Armenian. So a lot of columns. But so, but when I came out here, like. There were so many guys doing the Italian thing, like, oh, yeah, I'm Italian, I shit lasagna. And I was like, that's not me. Right. And there was no Armenian comics, really. So I was just, I was known as white boy Armo around right. all the Armenians. And they they brought me in the community, and I was not liked at first. I was very Americanized. Right. And this was like 20 years ago, and they were fresh off the boats, you know, right. first, second generation Armenians. And they now they're just savages, these people. Right. You know, we, we do a big Armenian benefit here every year. Uh, it's year 17 coming up. And they, um, well, they have their own country now. Well, yeah. Well, they have their own recognized genocide by half the government, uh, the half. Senate. Yeah. I mean, 
that's a whole thing. I got in a fight with my brother over the whole thing. Not to get political. I, I, I'm not a Trump hater like everybody else. I, I, I vote for chaos. I vote yeah. for fire every time, and he brings chaos. He and as a comedian, does. I love that. <laughs> so I vote for him. But I give him credit for something that nobody before that has ever had to do. And it's, there, there's some political geopolitical shit that from tinfoil hat that has happened. And, uh, you know, so it's like. Uh, uh, my cousin had uh, you want to know the truth is like my cousin had bone marrow cancer and it's super sad she she beat it but the truth is like you just can't Armenians can't just go find a match because we're inbreds that's why <laughs> we are the rednecks of the the Caucasus Mountains man because like around us is all Muslims okay. so we didn't want to get our freak on with any Muslims so we just uh, and we're a tiny country so there's only so much ass out there that's right. so we had to hook up with what we could Hey man, not good enough for my family, not good enough for yours. Sort yeah, of. That's I, what I grew we're up in the about. South. I'm yeah, from the yeah, South. Nothing wrong with that. It's A. Hey, I know? love the South, man. The South is very <laughs> underrated. Red states are very <laughs> underrated for comedy. The really blue, blue areas, I, there's, I don't know if there's a blue state. They, they say California's a blue state. You have San, you have San, LA and San Francisco are blue. The rest of it's pretty it's red. Pretty red, yeah. And they're great. Listen, man, conservatism today. You know, I don't know how old you are. I'm not going to guess. I'm 47. When I started comedy, I was 22 years old, okay? Wow. And uh, I started it, and, uh, you know, what 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 conservative was then was very Christian. The right. Christians had complete control of the Republican Party, so a red state was a Christian state. And right. you would go in there, and, like, if you dropped in a, a Jesus, it was the equivalent of an N-bomb right in the right. middle of a room. They right. got very sensitive about it. Yeah. Over time, that's changed. And now, like, conservatism, to me, or a red state is, like, don't tax me, don't take my guns, but hey, you want to swing? Let's swing. Everybody want, Everybody's wife swapping, and it's, right. it's just the Have way Have a good it, time. Just, yeah, yeah. That's what a red state is now. It's yeah. a totally different, it's, it's like bizarro world where you go out, they're a lot more open to jokes. They don't like, they don't like, con- con- Contrary to belief, they don't like overly homophobic jokes. Right. They don't like overly racist jokes. They're, but they're listening to what you got to say. So it's like a weird time for that. But it's a wonderful time. Would you say that growing up in New York is a different energy than like West Coast? I mean, well, I know I'm it's... upstate New York, which is a completely different, oh, right. okay, so... uh, a completely different vibe to. All the country. I'm telling you this. When I tell you it, upstate New York is the most conservative area I've ever played, I'm not lying to you. Wow. Okay. It is Napoleon Dynamite. If you ever wow. watch that, same yeah. sweaters, same 80s mall hair. Woman nice. walk in with the weird, like, yeah. Yeah. weird, like, you know, Carmen Electra jizz hair rocking up. And yeah. it's just, it's a different vibe. They are super sensitive. They are very, they are more of that conservativeness, even though I don't see overly religious Right. Uh, but, you know, like you'll drive through like Oklahoma and see a giant statue of Jesus. Right. But still, they like to laugh at crazy jokes, right. you know. But I'm saying New York's way more like conservative, right. sensitive about that. You know, wow. uh, they still get their porn on dial up. So it's a little that's, slower, that's, you know. You know, well, you so know, it's more digestible. But the rest of it. Uh, so when you ask up, say New York is great. I love New York City. It's not really. I think I'm at the age where you're past enjoying what New York City offers. Like, if you're 20s or early 30s, it's great. You're young. You're banging everything that moves. You got – like, New York City, they kill themselves scrapping for – 
a little resources they get because they have FOMO, fear of missing out. Right. They want to go out on a Tuesday night or Sunday night and it's Can't still it. still yeah. jumping. That's yeah. That's why you live in L.A. That's why you live in New, uh, New York is for right. those crazy, like, on a Wednesday night, there's other lonely people out doing stuff. At late hours. Like, you go in the middle of America, you go anywhere, it's like it's like 28 Days Later, it's a zombie movie. You're like, that's right. where is everybody? Nobody's out. Yeah. Like, women over 25, they're out of the bar system. They're all home pregnant. Yeah. It's like, it's just a different way it's of different. living. It's different. It's different. I love it. I love West Coast, dude. I'll never, yeah. I'll never, I mean, sometimes I think about Florida. Florida. I like I like Florida. I like Tampa. Hurricanes. But I, I, I'm well. I mean, like we got fires. Which one do you well, scare we do. more? I know. Yeah. Well. It's, it's like, do you remember it ever being this bad before? No. I just was saying to somebody. I only remember in the last three or four years that all of a sudden it's like fires everywhere. It's I, almost like they want us all to move. I and yet they want to burn- stuck on the ten in traffic. <laughs> like what? Like when people call me all the time, they're like, "I hear LA's a real shithole." I like I. I'm like, "Yeah, it's horrible. Don't move don't, here. Don't tell don't. any of the nieces or any of the nephews to move." here i make up stories about how bad it is i'm like i know a guy that and Ginny that was just walking and he got aids that's how bad it is it's out terrible. here terrible everybody Stay move away everybody move away <laughs> it's, an, it's i want to be jack bauer i want to get around to la in 10 minutes i would love i need a helicopter yeah it's uh yeah no it's crazy it's new let me ask you this Dude, were your parents excited you went into dinner in excited you went into entertainment i flunked first grade dude so and were, so, I mean, they were probably, when I was a kid, looking for the receipts so they could get store credit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, <laughs> I mean, I was anything. I, literally, I was expected to pump gas. That's how old I am. There was a job where someone would pump, pump your, your gas. gas. That's right. But that's, I, I mean, I just was not meant for the U.S. public school system to sit down and listen and, and understand, uh, uh, you know, systems. That's really what school's about, to teach you to be a, a good follower. And I was just never into that. And uh, I always wanted to be a comic from the moment I rem- uh, the moment I knew I existed in the world. Wow. I wanted, uh, in this universe, I wanted to be a comic when I didn't even know there was a name for it. Yeah. And what gives you... Like one of the things that I love is, um, like you don't hold back. You and like wh- like you whether it's a, like somebody. Oh my god, he just he said that. Yeah, you just you like you lay it out. I was not. I was always like I have to accommodate everybody. Yeah. So, w- like I appreciate that fearlessness. Yeah, it's a crazy life. It's a it's a high a high rope act to do. It's like a high wire act. It's it can be great that when it works, it's blessings. When it doesn't work, it's uh you're dealing with some shit, you know. And I, but I I come for I come for the laughs or the tears. To be honest with you, I yeah. I want an emotional reaction. Yeah. I don't I don't think I I think people think stand up. Comedy's meant to be patty cakes that you know mm. we're just you know oh it's like supposed to be light and flat eh, ah. you know and it's like it's it, it, there's no other art where it's like meant to just be light fluffy bullshit and right. it's just like no dude stand up is like the real the real last stand of the First Amendment which I have tattooed right here you know and I have Second Amendment right here because without that there's not that exactly. and, and it's just <laughs> the truth is it's like. Um, you know, stand-up comedy is the only art in the world where you don't need a dollar to do it. Right. 
Okay, so like I I need a microphone, but I don't really need a microphone. Right. I need a stage, but I don't really need a stage. I could go down to Venice Beach and just start f- hurling jokes and getting people out. La- and that is a dangerous thing because it's not controllable. And that <laughs> so there's this whole thing that you know that, that it's like there's these powers that be are trying to control it and destroy it, and uh, or, or at least um, wrangle it. There's a you know. The, I'm a conspiracy theorist, so uh, like I love everything. And uh, you know, I read the Unabomber's manifesto, and uh, he talks a lot about how uh, rich kids will hijack pl- uh, the liberal movement and uh, political correctness. And right. if you think about rich kids, like not just like well-to-do kids, middle-class kids, but like rich kids, like right. who are the ones with the blue checks on the Twitter, and they're always crying about <laughs> jokes, they're calling for jobs. Right. Th- these kids, from the moment they're born, are juiced in to a system that ins- isolates them and insulates them from any real-world consequences. Like, the minute they're born, they're going to the, they're living in the best houses, best food, best clothes, go to best schools, go to best colleges, get juiced in the jobs where they have the best chances to succeed, yeah. security guards everywhere, best nightclubs best uh, best private clubs they never feel ever real world consequences right so jokes hurt they're because they're emotions and emotions are real things to people who don't feel any other kind of effect of the world and that's why we gotta kill off mean jokes because it elicits a response and people feel pity and they hate feeling it. Do you, well, and do you? It's it's funny because there is some fear around comedy, right? Um, or truth. Political uh, correctness is the emperor's new clothes. It only exists if you believe in it. If you go in there and you just say, "I, I do it all the time." I say every joke. There is everything that you think can, I should not be said on stage. I say it right. And then I go, look, the, the walls didn't melt. The, 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 they're not bleeding. You're not crying. The world isn't over. Right. But that's I remember Brian Holtzman talking about Columbine and thinning the herd. Right. Yeah. Like it was a great thing. And Paul Mooney used to say stuff and people keep Paul yeah. Mooney quiet. He's he's saying true. Paul Mooney called me the N word and I talk about it on stage and I say the N word because he called me. It. And there's some people get shocked. But it's like, right. This is the world we live in. Yeah. Okay, I'm not a businessman. I'm an artist, and right. I, I'm trying to give you a piece of my soul. Right, and you got to do it because that, or else you die. And you know, I'm not saying that all clean comics are assholes. Okay, right. but most asshole comics work clean, <laughs> and it's because, <laughs> and, and it's not. I, dude, I know a lot of clean guys are the nicest dudes in the world. Right, but the ones that are assholes are the clean comics, and because they're not being themselves. Right, they're not being honest. Yeah, and at some point they made a business decision, and it's and it drives them nuts. Yeah, do you want to work for Disney or do you want or do you want to just be out in the and world? And that's great if it hits, man. If you right. hit, God bless you. Yeah. But if you don't, that's a prison I wouldn't wish on anybody. Right. Because then you're 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 boxed in. I'm just yelling at you. At your it's own okay. Podcast. You can you can yell at Bob. Me. You fuck. God just darn it, <laughs> Jesus. Jeez, and I yeah, just said Jesus. So that won't work in yeah, dude. Upstate you're New done. York. In, you're Upstate done. New York in Oklahoma. You're done. What was the biggest check you ever got that you remember? Like, oh fuck, this is I've uh, this is the what this is right, or it didn't matter. I mean, I got in checks for twenty grand, mm-hmm. and I was just like, you know, at that point in my life, I was like, 
holy, f- that's fuck you money to me, you know? <laughs> and to be honest with you, right now, that'd be fuck you. I mean, like, that cleans up yeah. a lot, but it doesn't make you happier. I've learned right, that. It does, yeah, it doesn't. You but know, it, but it, it, it's like... It's nice to get it in bulk. There's a, a good feeling is when you could buy something and you don't have to worry about, okay, am I going to be able to cover this later on? That's right. a very freeing moment. Yeah. Okay, you still worry about money, and you're still like, okay, I, I mean, I'm not Joe Rogan rich or any of that shit. Right. I'm not selling out theaters. I mean, and and not even close, but it's like, you know, I'm getting I'm getting paid. Literally, I flunked first grade, dude. Nothing was expected of right. me, you know? Now, did you go beyond first grade, or did they just stop you there? Uh, I like, wish I... They, I, I <laughs> you know, they, dude, I look back on my life, I go outside of, like, basic math, and I'm barely literate. In t- like, I could spell, I could write, I mean, I don't know where commas go, or so, I don't, I just write to, I'm like, I should, I should probably put a period here. Right. There's a noun and a verb in there. That right. sounds like a complete sentence. Yeah. You know, I write like a ransom note, I think, right. you know? Yeah, that's good. Um, Outside of that, I don't know of anything I ever learned in school that ever applied to anything. All, all the things, the real things I've learned in life was from life. Right. So how do you, but how do you, like, do you have a, do you have a budget? Do you have a checking account? Do you, whatever's in your wallet is what's in your wallet? Like, how do you get, how do you survive? I don't balance, I don't balance books. I just constantly check out my thing. I go, okay, I spent this. I do it more in my head. Yep. I should balance my books more i yeah. i get that yeah but, no no, well, no it doesn't you don't have to i mean I lots should. of people don't i should i'm just curious you know like it's you know it can be a hard road if you're right you know like you know for me dude a big thing i'm investing in right now is uh bitcoin i yeah. have i have some bitcoins i have three of them uh, uh, you know, when I've did had, you buy them? When did you buy them? Well, I bought. I had a guy come on. Tim Fall Hat was telling me about Bitcoin and how important it is. Yeah, and I've had a lot of people I trust tell me about how important it is. So I bought. I bought part of one, and then I had a sponsor who was uh, a, a podcast who was like, "Can I just pay in Bitcoin?" I'm like, "Oh." I've always just wanted three Bitcoin. I don't know right. why in my head I was like, "I just want three, three Bitcoin, three to blooms." Yeah, and then. He's like, okay. And then and then I noticed that he had sent me and it was all, it, there it was, three Bitcoin. So I didn't touch it. So I'm just holding it because everybody I talk to, like, Bitcoin will get to 100,000 of Bitcoin. So I'm just going to hold it. I'm right. just going to see what happens and then go from we'll there. Go there. So you've gotten the Bitcoin in the last three years? Yes. Okay. Because I went in and bought Bitcoin early. Well, after it got really high and then i and a friend of mine made a million dollars and then i went and bought it i bought 10,000 it's worth 1500 yeah and i just watched it go frick just throw away all that money yeah uh, uh, so now i'm just praying it comes back just hold on to <laughs> I'm it freaking old not to it just hold on to it cuz i think the key will come is when they've mined all the bitcoin cuz there's a, a certain number okay. and that's when it's going to explode cool so i'm, I'm just going to keep holding on to it frick. and just hold it and see what happens cuz you know, I, I had a neighbor bought a house based off his Bitcoin. Yeah. So that's kind of my – I would like to buy that. My my dad really got into commercial real estate. You know, my yeah. brother's great. He You know, he manages nightclubs and stuff like that. So I think I'd probably work with him. I'm t- we're trying to buy our our hometown bowling alley. Oh, cool. Yeah, I want to turn into a like a, a little like comedy club because New York City's right there. There's so many great comics. I could just get them down there for the weekend. Yeah, there's a co- there's a very famous college called Cortland State Red Dragons. Uh cool. they, they have a really big football. So 
that's my whole thing. I have this. Uh, I started this underground comedy club called the Dojo of Comedy, and it's this. It's slowly built. I mean, when I say slow, it's slowly building, and we're doing it with very little budget. But I like. I'd like to open a bunch of dojos all over the country. Cool, and go from there. That's kind of my whole thing. So, what keeps you going? What like gives you uh, the like? Fuck it, I'm making this work. Like, because it can. This is not a. This is not a. Entertainment and especially comedy is not a place of like you're going to get a lot of love. It's brutal and lots of encouragement. It's brutal. It's a brutal sport. That's why these people think there's rules it's a blood of this sport. shit. It's and a blood it's sport. so funny when I hear people like, "Oh, you don't know how hard it is to be blah blah beam beat me. I'm a blah 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 and a blah blah blah." And I'm and they list everything. I go, "That's happening to all of us." <laughs> Right. That's right. literally what's going on with everybody in this. Nobody respects you. Nobody's giving you the fucking the jobs you think you deserve. And like I you know, sometimes I can be honest with people because I think they need it. Yeah. And, and maybe that's but they get very weird when I tell them something. I go, at some point you're going to realize you're not one of the cool kids. And as soon as you realize you're not one of the cool kids, it's yeah. very freeing because you're going to stop relying on the system that right. the more and more I study it, being in the conspiracies, the more and more I realize it's rigged as fuck. It is it's rigged. It's rigged. For sure. And it sucks. And uh, you know, and everybody makes fun of people moving to LA. They're like, oh, these guys are fu- fucking actors. I'm like, you have no clue. What kind of fucking balls you have to have to go and lay in all you get told all the time. Just believe, 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 believe. Don't give up. And like you do that. Now you're like 37 and you're like still <laughs> believing. And it's like it's going to happen. Yeah. But now this I dude, I look back, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, the golden era, you know, this I go. Man, I mean, it was golden, but dude, I mean, you have more opportunities now than ever. And yeah, so, so the big part is you like, when you realize that the breaks, they're not going to give you the break. No. You have to make the break. Yeah. That is the most freeing thing in the world. And that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. It's like, what keeps me going is that I make, you know, I make money doing things I love. I've always been a producer. I've, from the, you know, from the day I started doing comedy. Yeah. I was. I was producing my own events. I started in Las Vegas. Yeah. And it was like, we couldn't, there was one open mic for new comics every other week in the whole city of Las of Vegas. Vegas. One open mic. Wow. And you, we'd have, and so, and people would always say, oh, you know, New York didn't go up a thousand times, a billion times. And I was like, okay, I got it. And I, like, dude, when I started, it was like early 90s, like yeah. 92. Right. So, 92, 93. So, you know, I I was I didn't want to be Seinfeld. Like right. everybody wants Seinfeld, and I was not Seinfeld. And I, you know, so I'm doing what I'm doing today, which is accepted. But still, there's a little. Imagine doing it back in the early '90s when yeah. people were like political correctness was like at its thing. It's like everybody wanted you to be Seinfeld, and it was more business than it is show. And uh, I just had to start producing my own acts, start producing. So yeah. I started doing it. And this is before we had the internet. And here's my, oh, I went to school uphill both ways, you know. So, uh, but we had to hand out flyers. Yeah, We had yeah. to convince people. Free coupons, there wasn't, all you, that. You know, yeah. we weren't. It was even now, compared to now, like, we're up against everything. Yeah. No. Like, I did a sh- I did my podcast, did a live show in the main room. Oh, yeah. Where the the tinfoil hat's about two two and a half years old. We put over two hundred people in there in the main room. 
Anywhere else, that's a blessing. Right. That room fits 375. <laughs> You're like, what are we doing wrong? Right. I right. was up against the first day of the World Series. Well, yeah. I was up against Lakers versus Clippers first day of the season, oh, which yeah. everyone's convinced they're too bad. We were up against everything. Yeah. It's, yeah. Back in the day, you like, what was, what was Frank Sinatra up against? The Yankees? That's it? Yeah. There's nothing else. No. No. It's, it's impossible. No, this, <laughs> the playoffs always ruin it. Oh, the the, these kids don't even know. The Lakers haven't been in the playoffs for six years. They don't know what's like. Like the Lakers are are are, are stand up comedy show serial killers. Okay, <laughs> they they've murdered more shows. Great shows had two weeks bad. Got to end the show. You're like, what? Yeah. No, sorry, yeah. dude. Nobody showed up. So they got to watch the Lakers. Uh, I keep going because everything that I've been working on is now showing. It's it's blooming and I'm taking yeah I mean like I've been I've been pr- producing in the main room for twenty years dude and when I was producing early nobody came here yeah so you would put like a hundred people in that main room it was amazing and and you were like I'm great and then they're like I wish it was packed I'm like me too but you know because the comedy store wasn't hot then it was the combination of like you know Mitzi and the industry hated each other she yeah. didn't give a fuck there's a famous story Jim Brewer calling. And was like, hey, I'm on Saturday Night Live. She's like, I don't give a fuck and hung up on him. Yeah. You know, you're like, Jim Brewer's the funniest dude out there. Yeah. How crazy, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, she, and she never liked Seinfeld. <laughs> she was like, he's not funny. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like, ooh, you know, it's like Seinfeld, Seinfeld. I respect him because I think that's who he is. Yeah. It's not for me. I don't, that's not my style. I like, I like, I like people who go for it, man. It's like, you know, like some of my favorite movies are like Fight Club, you know, Taxi Driver, yeah. you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Caddyshack, you know, like raw and real shit, you know, crazy shit. Like, I don't know why it's got to keep safe. You're, you're sad. It's like that. Then you shouldn't be at a comedy club. If you're getting offended by jokes, you know what? Your life is going too well. OK, right. it's working out. Go to Disney World. My, dude. If you're using pronouns, okay, there's nothing more white privilege than pronouns. I got pronouns. You, you think crackheads who are homeless are worried about being called shim and sham a ding dong or whatever it is, dude? They don't give a fuck. Right. It's like be you on stage. Be you. And even if the best you do is 100 people in any venue, you charge $20 a ticket. Dude, you're walking out with two grand a show. Yeah. That is a in, – in, a, in, a, in this country at this moment, that is a blessing. It's not bad. We're, 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 uh, the hardest thing about this place, because it's the comedy store, it is mecca for comedy. It's yeah. also mecca for podcasts. Yeah. Like all the big comedy podcasts, all the comics play here. Yeah. Okay, but, and is... we're up against watching these guys who are the Mount Everest of this shit. Yeah, and we're like, oh, dude, I wish I was them. We don't see the fucking millions behind us that would give their left nut to be able to do a podcast here right. on a Friday at four p.m. Exactly, in right the, in the studio with the yeah, uh, the blessings. Dude. No, it's pretty amazing. What you know, it's funny we're talking about the hundred people um, for a show. It used to be if there were five people, they could start the show in the OR. And people be like, we got the fifth person. <laughs> Dude, I wish I would have said I, – I, I hope they allow me to go back on and talk about some more stories. But one of the best things I ever saw in my life was Paul Mooney doing 45 minutes wow. for two people. Jeez. And that's when I learned like, hey, dude, who gives a fuck how many people are in the crowd? You go for blood because right. Paul Mooney rocked – I mean two rocked people. No, two he, people. Yeah. Two. I, I could listen to him for two hours. 
I can, Easy. Dude, I could listen to that guy forever. Yeah, no. He called me the M word. Yeah. I, I And for a while, it was the number one credit on my Wikipedia page. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'm Palmer. just yelling at you, Bob. I'm sorry. Right, you I see you like I'm twice, like, and I'm just screaming at that's you. That's right. It happens. Let me ask you this: Your parents did yeah. they tell you to go for it? Like, where did you get that? Again, back to my parents. I uh, like they I mean, your just... dad's Italian, so probably a little bit of go for it. Well, they, I gotta be honest with you, man. My parents just never said no. They were just like, you know what? I was class clown in sixth grade. I was class clown in senior year. I think they feel like okay, this is the one thing he could do. <laughs> I, I dated two chicks in high school for about a week total each. I, I mean, like, I didn't really have girlfriends. I, I, I just got fired from jobs all the time. I just – so they were like, whatever, dude, whatever you can do, you know. And yeah. I remember when I called my dad recently just to tell him about my financial situation and how how good it was going. I wasn't calling the brag. I was just calling to tell him that, you know, I'm okay. they did a great job. And he, he was like – I told him how much I, what I had, and he was just like, "In my life, I never had that ever." And he was wow. like, "You're doing so well." And it's just like that's kind of the blessings. Like, yeah, I always had this joke about like, what if you're the Michael Jordan of something that's never been invented? It just hasn't been invented yet, right. and you're the greatest. What if Bob Wheeler is the Michael Jordan of time travel, hide and go seek? And but because you were born now and the technology wasn't there, you never got the uh, uh, never just never got it. That's how it was just for like what I want to do, which is talk conspiracies in a podcast. When I was right. coming up, that wasn't available. Wasn't available. But now all of a sudden, it, not that I'm the Michael Jordan, but just the the well, fruits you could of doing be. that. We won't know yet yeah. until we get to the playoffs. But the point is, it's just like it's just. It's just the blessings are right now. So they were just happy that I did. And they never told me no. They're like, well, Sammy, you know, what about retirement and stuff like that? I'm like, M- I mean, honestly, I've done so many drugs. I, I just I don't think it's going to be. I'm going to go that deep. So <laughs> you're not going to live to be 95. Maybe, and maybe that was just my retirement plan is just do just, as many drugs as I can. So I don't have to worry about retirement. You know what I'm saying? At least you'll feel good on the way out or you won't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, hey, dude, I mean, I'm going to be talking to myself in the old home. I already do. That's another reason I crank out so much content just talk to myself all day. I right. can't turn my brain off, so I just might as well put a camera in front of me and just, and just talk. It. Yeah. So then, so you don't really have a financial retirement plan. It's really just like live in the moment and do your do your passion. Freaking listen to whoever will listen. And my retirement plan is to build brands that either I could sell at some point for retirement or that like I, I always like to pick things that old dudes can do. Okay. And one thing is is like talk conspiracies, like, right? Like I I love like I talk sports and I talk conspiracies. I can listen to old men talk all right. the day about. I want to do a podcast called Old Old Men Talking. Like I love listening to people who've been around tell stories, right? I think you know. But well, let me ask you this though. So I was just saying this to Schmidt. I said, are all. Are most conspiracy theorists comics because they just have more time to sit around and do the research? Like <laughs> I would tell you most aren't, and they actually think I'm a crazy person. Oh, really? And a uh, big thing is that I think like now, like in terms of the guys I came up with and like some of them are like f- like the biggest things in comedy. They're theater guys. They don't like conspiracies. Interesting. And it's and I don't hate them. It's, and I get it, man. You don't want to rock the train. Right. You know, the train's rocking. The, the, the people that don't like really like conspiracies <coughs> are the ones who are either 
killing it in their business and they right. don't want to have to stop and think, are, are they part of a system that's maybe right. not right? And people have children. People have children don't want to know what kind of world they brought their kids into. So they'd rather mm-hmm. buy into this Republican versus Democrat, uh, pro sports, pro wrestling bullshit. And it's fine. I, I don't – I. The blessings are that I've been doing this now long enough that I I don't uh, have to get into the middle. Uh, I don't get in arguments anymore. I just kind of move on and go. Yeah, it's cool. Like you know, it's like nobody likes Trump. I'm I'm fine with Trump. I'm not saying I don't. I, I have a visceral reaction to saying anything nice about any president. I've grown up. You know, my I the earliest president I remember is Jimmy Carter. I I, I personally think that's the last time we've had a really nice guy in there, <laughs> and I think that will probably be the last time. And since then. I just think every they've all been compromised and but there's a lot of things I like about Trump but I, I've had to learn over time that just like I, I'm fine with people not agree like for some reason like people not agreeing on stuff all of a sudden has become this felony and right. like they get so mad like I'm not just here to talk to people that I agree with I want to talk right. to everybody I got a new show I'm starting which is oh full on debate show like it's gonna oh, be okay. a real debate show like old uh, like William F. Buckley firing right. line. Do you yeah. do you remember? Yeah, yeah. You can watch them on YouTube. It's the most gentleman verbal combat I've uh, ever watched in my life, and we don't have enough of that anymore. So what, you've got a show coming out? Yeah, well, it's like oh. I haven't come up with the name yet. Oh, we're, okay. we're filming the first one November 13th, and uh, I have a, I have an actual libertarian uh, presidential candidate and a leg- uh, 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 Democratic presidential candidate. Both are running okay, cool. and both believe they have a chance to win the presidency and they're going to come on. We're, de- we're debating uh, gun control. So I think these are things people need to have. Not just – it's not going to be an argument. It's like, OK, what's really going on here from right. both sides? And I think – like, I don't know why nobody does debates anymore. But like, look at the numbers debates do. Well, it's because I think most people want to just be able to shout down the other person with their information and not actually. But why do people love the presidential debates? Why do those get huge numbers? Because I... people love that shit. But those aren't real debates. <laughs> well, that's a good point, too. <laughs> they're not real debates. That's that's like, true. They're, they each have their. Lo- I'm going to say this. No matter what question I get asked, I'm just going to smile and redirect. <laughs> But you didn't like the the Hillary versus Trump shit. I like you didn't think that was just fun, like fireworks. Like I oh, love that, that, well, that shit. Was, yeah, the the general one's a little bit more. The DNC one is like it's... because nobody thinks they can win. Like the, the Hillary did a giant disservice by kneecapping Bernie Sanders, and that's why nobody has any faith right now. And yeah. I, dude, I'm a registered Democrat. I'm never going <laughs> to vote for any party, either of those parties again. No, I mean it's all. That, now that's all part of a system. Yeah. Like, I mean, I definitely. like Trump has begun the, the, the recognition of the Armenian genocide. Those are things that I I like. But going back to the conspiracy thing, it's just like I realize like you just can't talk to people about this stuff and it's okay. And then if they want to talk to me about it, I'll talk. To, I'm the only person who talks the ears off of his fans. <laughs> like, they'll be like, dude, I love your podcast. And then like three minutes later, like, okay, I got to go, bro. I got it. Like, no, I'm not done. <laughs> the, the lizard people and they're bisexuals because they don't know who they can fuck and don't want to fuck. Right. I have the documents, dude. And they're like, okay. <laughs> gotta, gotta I like run. your podcast, but I gotta go. You know? Gotta go. Yeah, that's just how it is. Well, that's – yeah. I mean I think that's – look, I sometimes can buy into some of the conspiracy theory stuff and then there's that part of me that doesn't want everybody to start going, Bob's a little crazy, right? Because that's what people start – you're a little too intense about it. Are right? you and at all like, into conspiracies? Um, I don't know. 
no, I'm into like you know, I definitely believe uh, 9/11 was uh, yeah complete setup. Um, and there's, I think there's. A lot I of, vote for chaos, brother. I, and it's just way. I like. I there's re- a lot. There's a lot I, of chaos. I would love to do a straight on conspiracies news show, like a straight <laughs> like like done MSNBC style conspiracy yeah. thing, and it's just like. You know, I think people want – I think people – listen, if there's anything we learned from the Joe Rogan podcast is that people are dying for intelligent yeah. content. Yeah. That's – you know, it's, it's – it's, you bring that up. What's amazing to me – and I would not want to be this person, but Joe Rogan has a strong opinion, has a lot of information, and people like – Sit on every word. I wouldn't want that pressure, but he's oh, also fearless. People he, have no clue how hard that is. It's incredibly hard. Every word is overanalyzed. It's a thousand yeah. times. Yeah, and he's got millions of people. I like, wouldn't want what, that. What, what, did, what did Joe say? Wait, why did he say that? What? And I'm like, fuck. That's it's almost. I, I couldn't handle the pressure. How I don't long think. have you been doing this podcast? Um, year and a half. Okay. Dude, right when I started doing podcasting eight years ago, that was like prehistoric times of podcasting. Yeah. Right? Prehistoric. Yeah. We're now right now in the medieval times. Right. right? Love it. Joe Rogan, let's say, on his gets ten million people listening, which is amazing. Amazing. Those numbers are insanity. The Tonight Show would they would sacrifice their mother to get ten million people listening. For sure. But think about that. Like, it's not just people in America that listen to that. In the world. In the world. So he's get 10 million people mm-hmm. out of what? 7 billion people? Yeah. It's a drop in the bucket. We're so new into this, it's yeah. only going to grow. The The head of HBO stepped down so he could go run a podcasting network. Wow. Yeah. That's the power that we're in right now. Well, that's, Be yeah. interesting. Be interesting. That's why I tell all the young Kongs. They call me dad, but I'm like, listen, dude, especially the young girls, they all have this fear that they're going to expire because, you know, their their hook is how pretty they are. And God bless you. Use it all you get. Like, you know, I don't hate Chelsea Handler for fucking her way to the top. It's just shut up with all the social justice warrior shit, right? <laughs> Bang all the dudes you can. Your pussy's fucking got more tread on it than a fucking bald tire but the point is it's less tread excuse me but the point is dude it's like just be interesting all right just be interesting if you have a point of view throttle it to 10 right and just go hard in the pain and people will come because they the one thing that comedy clubs i think do wrong is they they run from the train wreck uh train train wreck uh promotion style that is big in all other forms of entertainment yeah the bigger the crazier the train wreck why do you think fucking uh things are put out like oh dude these guys hate each other they almost got a fight on set so people will come see the movie right but see i think that's what mitzi like created here chaos right it's everything's welcome it's not yes you can't be don't say that like mitzi Freaking say whatever you got to say. You talk to people who are all from the what we'll call the dark ages of the comedy store, which was like late nineties, two thousands. They'll Tough. all they do. They'll talk about that time in loving terms. Oh yeah, because they were able to grow, and nobody can do the industry never came here, so well, you didn't have to worry about if you bombed or not. You just did it. Yeah, I just I actually just heard a few people saying, "I wish we could." It's great that the comedy store is packed, but. 
you don't get the stage time and the uh, ability to just freaking go dark or crazy. Don Barris, like uh, like everybody, just Holtzman Brody all would the, never Holtzman, exist Holtzman. anywhere else. I love Holtzman. <laughs> they try to bring him anywhere. They just it's just this house. Yeah, he's so comfortable here. But Mitzi created that. It's like yeah. come as you are and fine tune it. And she, dude, everybody from that era of all the like all the people who were here when it was dead. Yeah. They're all the big name guys now. Yeah. Because they were able to grow and do stand up all the time. Yeah. You never had to worry about the industry being here. Because <laughs> they were it not. Was the best. They were not. Yeah. I think the hard thing for me was, you know, I was doing comedy and then Mitzi asked me to come in and help with the the accounting. And then there's this balance of like, now I'm the accounting guy, not the, like, it, you know, yeah, it's hard. You've it's been hard... here for so long, I've dude. Been... <laughs> it's a blessing. Yeah, no, I love this place. You've worked I, in Mecca. I have worked in Mecca. You see Mecca rise, dude. It's like the greatest thing that people, you know, I've been at the comedy store longer than I lived with my parents <laughs> from my from yeah. my first breath to the day I moved out. And I've been here longer than that. Wow. Even, you know, and every day, everything comes to an end, dude. And there will be a day where I will take my, do my last set here. Whatever day uh, that is, okay? Yeah, that's terrible. It happens, <laughs> I right? Know. I know. But I know that no matter what happens, yeah. they'll never take the comedy store out of me. Yeah. Everybody will come and go, but the comedy store will always be in my soul. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And they'll never be able to take that back. Yeah. And I think that's something that maybe most people don't understand or they can just get a taste of it. You don't realize how great the comedy store is until you're in at the comedy store. And, you know, I'm very happy that a lot of people now are getting to experience this. I miss the private club. You know, well, this used to be a private club. Right. You know, and there was a lot of great coke and fucking and it was great. <laughs> and, well, and I know they all oh, they're still doing it, but not like it was then, dude. And they even, I know every generation. So it's not. But, dude, I mean, like when it was jumping here and they were doing coke and fucking that's that's uh, when it was dead here. And yeah. you're doing you literally turned Mecca into your fuck palace. <laughs> It was the best. I mean, dude, half the reason people think this place is haunted because they were listening to me fucking the sound booth in the fucking main room. They heard girls moaning. They thought that was a ghost. I'm, it's not a ghost. I'm doing deep dickens upstairs, dog. So it was a blessing, dude. And it will it, 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 it probably won't happen back again. To that it will never because they'll again. turn us into a Chinese condo. So we need the, this to cook with gas. Exactly. And it's cooking. It's it cooking. It is cooking. So what's the last thing you would say to comics? Because I know they'll beat me. What's the last thing you would say to comics besides be interesting, probably stay the course? Yeah. Because you can't just freaking – you got to stay in the game. You got to stay in the game. And just – it's like if I could give any advice to anybody, it's just like love yourself, man. Like yeah. – Listen, nothing makes you, nothing breaks you, right? There's people right. like, I got to get it at the comedy store, and that'd be great if you could. It's just the reality is there's only so many spots. That's and right. if you don't get in right now, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Create your own brand. Listen, podcasts, YouTube, that's the difference between L.A. and New York. Yeah. There's a million, million, million comedy clubs in New York, and these comics are some of the greatest comics. I mean, right. they're, they're wordsmiths. Right. But they focus on stand-up. Out in L.A., it's about your brand. Build your brand. Right. I've seen people go from zero to hero because their podcast blew up. Right. And then they're getting all the stage time they want. Exactly. That's the key, man. Build, Build your own ship. 
build your own pirate. Dude, yeah. I'm not going to get into names. But I've made fun of the biggest names out here on Twitter talking mad shit and nothing's happened to me because I have my own pirate ship. And when you have your own pirate ship, exactly. you can raid wherever you want. Make your YouTube. Listen, everyone hates YouTube. They're like, oh, look at these. I don't want to be one of these stupid people. Listen, if you think they're not talented, which is fine, you think they're not talented, just imagine you would tell what you could do on uh, uh, right. uh, uh, on YouTube. It, I'm telling you, man, build your brand. It's almost, if not as more important than getting up on stage because you're going to be able to get on stage when you have a fucking following. And we're in medieval times, so there's plenty of time to get caught up. There's not enough content out there as much as everybody oh there's too many pot there's not there's not enough there's never enough these kids are addicted to their phones they just sit, i go on uh, conspiracy reddit subreddit and i'm just constantly refreshing hoping somebody's posted something more into it's there's just not enough not it's enough the best time to be alive this is whatever it. you are there is a genre out there of people who love that shit just be interested. You like to fuck rocks? There's a whole genre of people who like to have sex with rocks. Just find, they're out there. Find your tribe. Find your tribe. So, where can people find you? Social media? Um, at the adult bookstore. And no, uh, I'm going to be uh, at, uh, at Sam Tripoli, T R I P O L I, across all things. YouTube.com backslash Sam Tripoli. Uh, and then, uh, you know, it's my podcast is Tim Fall Hat with Sam Tripoli and, uh, Punch Drunk Sports. I, two things I do all day. I go ESPN and the subreddit, conspiracy subreddit on Reddit. And so I do podcasts and both find something you love, talk about it, figure out how to make money doing it. So don't forget to share the laughs. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search for money. You should ask all one word. And if you have a question you would like us to ask one of our future guests, you can visit us at moneyyoushouldask.com and click on the record a question button. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. For more tips, stories, financial tools to help you have a healthier relationship with money, be sure to check out themoneynerve.com. You're the best, Bob. You're the best. I'm so happy you're still grinding. Hey, you're man. a good man, Charlie Brown, and I appreciate you. All right. Till next time. Till next time.